This is the Coach's Wife Life Podcast. I'm Kristen Ergel, your host, a former TV sports reporter and fellow college football coach's wife. I'll go one-on-one with the strong women who are the backbone of college athletics and athletics of all levels. And now, Coach's Wife Life. This podcast is brought to you by Brewer of Hope. Brewer of Hope is a nonprofit that supports medically fragile children. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible donation, you can use Venmo at Brewer-Hope or online at BrewerofHope.org. I'm so excited to have Daniel Musselman today. Daniel is the wife of Eric Musselman, head basketball coach for the Arkansas Razorbacks. Thank you so much for being a part of us today. Oh, thank you so much for having me on today. I appreciate it. Now, as we record this, Arkansas is in the NCAA tournament after a phenomenal regular season. The Hogs won 11 straight SEC games to match the program's record. What do you think contributes to to Coach Musselman getting guys to perform at such a high level? Oh, my gosh. I mean, what is kind of just like the theme of our teams and really any theme that my husband coaches is family and, you know, When we say that, we really mean it. And so that kind of extends to not just our players, but our players' families, our coaching staff, our coaching staff's family. Um, And just um, that having that atmosphere, it really then helps the chemistry on the court. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so that's, we're playing right now like a team with great chemistry. And I just think it all comes down to the culture that's created from the very beginning. Mm, Love that. Now, what I'm most excited to talk about actually is your career. You've had a tremendous career as a sports anchor and reporter for ESPN, Fox Sports, Yahoo Sports. Take me back to those early years. Where did you grow up and when did you know you wanted to be a sports anchor? Yeah, well, I I went to high school outside of Atlanta um, in a city called Alpharetta. And I, before then I had lived in a lot of cities. I was kind of like a nomad growing up because of my dad's job. So it's funny to me that I married a coach and just continued to be a nomad all these years later. But I, I, then I went to Florida state. I was there for four years and I think it was probably my second year that I really knew that I wanted to be a sports anchor. I'd always been an athlete growing up and then was, you know, just a huge sports fan and going to Florida state. I just fell in love with college football and, um, kind of started interning for ESPN and um, ABC Monday Night Football whenever I was in college. And so getting a chance to see what the career was like up close was all that I needed. And I knew that that's what I really wanted to do. So um, that's where it started. And then from there, you know, it took a while for me to really get a job on air. So I started out behind the scenes at CNN Sports Illustrated in Atlanta. I used to edit highlights. Um, I went from there to let's see, first on-air job was in Macon, Georgia. And then I went to Kansas City and I got my big break and went to ESPN and everything just kind of took off from there. Wow. Wow. What did you love most about it when you look back now? You know what? I loved being a, um, I loved being able to be at the big events and uh, the majority of my career, I actually spent anchoring. So I didn't get a chance to do a lot of that. Um, but later in my career, I had a job with Yahoo Sports where I literally went to every big event, like football, national championships, um, Super Bowls, like everything. And it was so much fun uh, just, you know, getting to be there. And the excitement is just unbelievable. I, I think that's how I still get a little bit of that excitement being married to a coach and experiencing like the NCAA tournament. But there's nothing like, you know, being in the building 
for one of those huge sporting events. Do you have a favorite game that you covered and why would it stand out to you now? Yeah, well, it's funny because the, my favorite, I, I have two things that were my favorite. They were both Super Bowls. Um, one, I was working for Yahoo and we kind of, we weren't supposed to get on the field after the game. It was a Patriots Giants Super Bowl and it was like a comeback victory for the Giants. And we weren't supposed to get on the field. Me and my producer and a cameraman somehow got on and we were like on the field with a confetti. Yeah, I don't even know. I'm like, how did we do that? I don't know what happened. So that was really cool. The second one is kind of funny because it's something that no one ever saw. And I actually worked sidelines um, for ITV in the UK (laughs) for a Super Bowl that was in Miami. And so, you know, that was, it was such an experience for me. And I was so young. I think I was still in my twenties, but I laugh because I say that was one of my favorite moments, but nobody that I know ever saw it because it was only on air in England. (laughs) That's incredible. Wow. So incredible. What advice now would you give for someone trying to break into the business? A lot of coaches' daughters are really interested in doing this. I have a lot of listeners to kind of reach out and stuff like that. What would you say to someone now trying to get in it? And the business yeah, keeps changing. I, I t- to- it totally doesn't. I talk to people all the time, actually, um, that are interested. And my first piece of advice is make sure that you are really passionate about this business because it's not as glamorous um, as everyone thinks that it is whenever you first start. You know, you're carrying a camera. You might be in a really small city making no money and you're working every single holiday And you have to really want to do it so that you can get through that part of the career to get to the fun part when you have like a hairstylist and a makeup artist and you're at the Super Bowl and all that stuff. So that's the first thing. And then the second thing is just um, communication and relationships are key. And there were people that I met while when I was in college um, that ended up hiring me years later. And Mm -hmm. so I just say, you know, make a good impression with everyone that you meet and keep those contacts because Every single business, no matter what you are wanting to do, is a small one. Now, how did you meet Coach Musselman? (laughs) So I met Coach Musselman. I always start by saying he was an out-of-work NBA coach when I met him. I did not meet him while interviewing him. (laughs) So I was speaking at an event in L.A., and the single dad who was not having any job in coaching at all happened to be in the audience, and we met at like a little uh, reception after the event that I was speaking at. And it just kind of went from there. (laughs) Wow. Very cool. So you started dating. How long have you been married? All the good stuff. Oh my gosh. This year will be 12 years. It goes by so fast. (laughs) Yeah. 12 years. And I think we've been through, I don't even know, six or seven jobs. (laughs) Yes. Yes, that's the life. Isn't yeah, it? it's the oh so yeah, glamorous life. I know. Yeah, but how I met you was uh, through Coaches versus Cancer. You've had a tremendous impact in the organization. Tell me a little bit about what you do to draw awareness to such a great cause. It's so awesome because whenever I stopped the broadcasting, I was really looking to find my my second passion in life, and um, I had started doing some nonprofit work, and then I was. Um, introduced to coaches versus cancer. And so uh, a friend of mine that is also very active in coaches versus cancer and a fellow coach's wife, she said, you know what, they're looking for a co-chair and they need someone that's uh, not afraid to speak up. And I think that that's you. And um, I said, yeah, you know what, that is me. And my mom is a breast cancer survivor. I Mm -hmm. lost both of my grandparents to cancer. So it's something that had always been very near and dear to my heart. So I just jumped in and it's been um, so incredible to 
raise money, bring awareness, and honestly, even just meet other coaches' wives across the country and just be a part of that. It's been, um, it's something that I've really enjoyed. I've spent just maybe like 10 minutes on a virtual call with you guys. And I was like, wow, this is absolutely incredible. Cause I, I guess others probably wouldn't know it, but you guys are the backbone behind it and make everything you see on TV and the money raised. It's y'all. Yeah. It, it's really cool. And I mean, and especially whenever you're moving jobs, you know, like what I have done and now we're going through a pandemic. Sometimes you're, you're kind of switching gears. I mean, the whole world has had to pivot through this pandemic, but um, you know, things at the last school that we were allowed to do, we weren't allowed to do here. And then the pandemic happened and you couldn't have large person events, but you still wanted to raise money. So just bringing out that creative part of my brain um, has been really fun. And and luckily, it, everything has been um, has worked out. I'll just say that. Luckily, every single year, we're still raising that money. What are you most proud you hear, of? Those are my little dogs. I love it. Okay, so how many dogs? dogs? Do you have two dogs? <laughs> I have, I have two dogs, one of which is three months old. Oh, <laughs> little puppy. Oh my goodness. What yeah, kind of yes. dogs do you have? They're Havanese. Both are, are small. I'm the only um, wife that gets a puppy in the middle of the NCAA tournament, <laughs> but you know, timing is something that, <laughs> that, that it just works out the way it wants to work out sometimes. <laughs> Very true. We ended up getting a, uh, a dog ourselves this Christmas. Okay. So these are the groupie questions that every fan wants me to ask. All right. These are game day questions. What does okay. a home game look like for you? What time do you get to the arena? I like to get to the arena by like an hour before tip off. And so generally I pretty much, it's just me and my daughter. And, you know, I'm, unless I have people in town or whatever, I don't really invite a lot of friends to kind of go with me because I don't like to be held up by anybody else's, you know, time constraints or anything like that. I really just kind of like to get to the game, get focused and, you know, enjoy myself. And so that's that's what game day's like. My husband sometimes comes home for a nap. I really prefer that he doesn't because then it kind of puts the whole house like a little bit more on edge because he's home and he's, you know, nervous and all that kind of stuff. So I prefer when he just like stays at the office and then we can be a little looser at my house. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> but now, do you that's travel? game day for us. Normally I, I do about 50%. I would say my, um, our daughter that's home is just 11 and she does competitive dance. So she has a travel schedule as well. <laughs> so you know how it is when you're a mom and a coach's wife, you really are always kind of balancing your time between your kids and your husband and games and all that kind of stuff. So I really do love to travel. It gives us a little bit of alone time and it's, it's fun. It's really fun for me. I love being there. And then the other thing is just from me traveling and living all across the country. I have friends in so many cities, mm -hmm. so I love to get to go so I can, you know, catch up with some old friends and grab dinner or something like that. Now, this has been a very special season right now. You're in the NCAA tournament. My guess is that you're probably in Indianapolis right now. Um, any fun traditions that you guys have after a win? You know, nothing too crazy to be completely honest. I, I will just say um, I'm a very superstitious person. So whatever I'm doing, like before the game or, you know, wearing, I'll have like a bracelet that I have been wearing now for like 12 weeks that I don't want to take <laughs> off. Uh, that's kind of, <laughs> that's more my jam. But like at the end of the night, generally, sometimes we'll go down. We have a great little restaurant that's in our, the front of our neighborhood. Sometimes we'll go there and grab something to eat. But 
usually it's kind of like come back home and just decompress. And um, my husband has a lot of trouble sleeping after games. So we're generally like up all night watching Netflix or something like that. So maybe that's a tradition that's not that exciting, but that's what we do. <laughs> we're like it. old people. <laughs> I feel you the same way. So that you've been on the high this whole season. It's been an incredible run. You know, not every season is like that. You've had years of transition. So what do you think has been some of the toughest adversity you have faced? And what did you rely on to get through those moments? You know what? I will absolutely say that, um, you know, I was raised a, a Christian, um, but through the jobs, the job searches, the ups and the downs of just this whole coaching world, I certainly have. Um, turned to God and relied on him and learned to just kind of place my burdens on him. So I will say that that certainly helps me at all the schools that I've been at. I've been fortunate to have a great group of um, other coaches wives around me. And I don't mean just from within my sport, like from all the sports. And so it's kind of like immediately whenever you move, you have this other family that completely understands your, your struggles and your weird life, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that's been kind of something that I rely on too. And you always find a group of people that have your same interests or same age kids or, you know, something, there's always a, a common thread there with somebody and um, that's a coach's wife. And you just kind of get together and you find your people pretty quickly that way. You've been together 12 years. I think you said he was out of coaching, but then he quickly got into coaching and you've been all of the country, I yes. think, um, West Coast, and now you're in the South. You know, is there something you are glad that you have made a priority in your life looking back over these years? Oh, yeah, 100%. It's just family time um, because I know how special it is and I know how important it is. And I know how hard it is to come by sometime whenever you get in the trenches and whenever, you know, your husband gets really busy and you just don't have that. So for us, I know with football coaches, it's a little different because, um, your husband's generally like work longer hours, but we have family dinner most nights if my husband's in town. And so that's important to us. And, um, so we try to do that where we just get that time to talk about our day and just sit and be together. So, um, that's big for us. And I, like I said, we are old people, but like <laughs> my favorite time of the day is getting in bed with my husband. We watch TV together, like every single night, whenever we're home together. And that's like our date. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. I'm like, that's our date night. Like, okay, what are we going to watch tonight? <laughs> yes. You're our people. That, that's all we can do. I know. <laughs> yes. Yes. Now this is a tough question. It won't be for you. But you won't like it because you're going to have to brag on yourself a little bit. But you've been oh, the backbone of a very successful coach. So what few things do you think that you have done that has contributed to the success of his career? I know it's hard to answer this, but I think a lot of women yeah. come here to my podcast to learn some tips. Like you're at the top. Oh. You're at the epitome. So share. I will say um, for us, I am definitely the glass half full. Um, person in our relationship. And so it's just constantly being that person. I mean, it's who I am naturally. Sometimes it's, you know, we may be through a downtime in the career or, you know, in the season or something like that. And it might be a little bit harder, but just to constantly be that person that is the positive force in the relationship. And so um, that generally is not hard for me. So that's one thing. And then the other thing is I actually do help with the recruiting. 
because, um, like I said, we really preach family. And so that means I get on phones and I talk to parents and I talk to athletes that my husband is recruiting. And I think people really appreciate that. And I mean, I want kids to come here and their parents to know that they're going to be taken care of. And I like to be like a second mom um, to these kids that I want to be somebody that their parents can call if they're concerned about their kid or they want somebody to check on their kid or any of that stuff. So I would say those are the two basic ways that I um, am the backbone. You know, we love having the, the big Christmas celebration at our house or the Thanksgiving celebration at our house. Basketball season runs through all of these holidays, you know, mm-hmm. Halloween's in there. Um, and so we just always like to be a place where everyone can land. So I think that's pretty key because my husband certainly isn't playing in those parties. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's it's hugely impactful. I mean, that to feel a part of a family, know that someone is out there that cares and cares if they go to class and that's what's important. Now you've been to LA, LSU, Nevada, Arkansas now. What are some ways you found effective when you move to a new town to either get a new job or childcare? You said you had 11-year-old daughters. At some point, you've had to have babysitting. So how do you get connected? The number one, it's something that I kind of mentioned before, but connecting with the coaches' wives from other sports that are already at the school. They They have been my lifeline. And at all the schools that I have been to in the past, there's still coaches' wives there that I have formed lifelong friendships with. So that's number one, um, is just to connect with those people. I mean, here at Arkansas, they're so great. We have a Bible study together and they literally have like a booklet of like restaurants, places to get your hair done, doctors, you know, it's like a, a who's who for the coaches wives. Like this is what you need to know when you come to Fayetteville. So that's been my number one. And here it hasn't always been like this, but here in Fayetteville, I have the greatest neighbors in the world. Like mm. they are the best. And the first day we moved into my house, my daughter met her two best friends mm. and they have been, you know, thick as thieves since we've moved in. <laughs> and here we are almost two years into living here. So that's been a help as well. Looking back, you mentioned a time when your husband wasn't coaching. This business is so competitive. He had already been highly successful, but it happens. Sometimes you're in transition those years. What do you say to him? There has to have been a time that he thought he was going to get a certain job and it didn't happen. What do you say (laughs) to keep him encouraged? It happened not once, not twice, not three. I mean, it's happened so many times that I can't even remember. And, um, you know, I just, as low or as miserable or as upset that he may have been, you know, about not getting a job or not doing something that he wanted to happen. Um, life always has a way of working out and we are right where we're supposed to be. And when you're in the thick of it, it's hard to see that, but you just have to believe that there's a plan, um, you know, that God has a plan for you and it's going to work out. And I, I can't tell you um, how many times, we have not gotten something only to end up with something so much better. Mm. Um, And, you know, it's hard to see that whenever you're in that part of this career or part of life that doesn't feel so good, but you know, things always have a way of working out the way that they're supposed to. Mm, I love that. Very profound words there. Now you mentioned, you know, hanging out, watching Netflix. Is that how you guys stay connected during the season? (laughs) It really is because we don't really have much time to do anything else. Um, You know, during COVID, I have not been able to travel with them. When it's a regular season, I definitely will travel sometimes with them. And that helps us as well. And, you know, I go out to dinner with him and the team and do all that kind of stuff. So that's that's something else. And then 
I am the party planner and the vacation planner for our family. And he's always the one that's kind of like afraid to pull the trigger on something. And I just don't listen. I book everybody's tickets. I book our hotels and I'm like, yep, okay, next Monday, have your bags packed. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. I'm like, this is what we're doing. Oh, you're so organized too. I can tell. I can hear it in your voice. You, you're yeah. checking off your list. <laughs> yes, this is what I we am. need. And then <laughs> yes, that spills totally. over to the uh, team as well. So are there some other things you plan for group activities? You know, you said holidays. Are there something special you guys look forward to every year with the players? Just good food. You know, we like to, we just like to come over and celebrate with good food, to be completely honest. I love, um, you know, decorating tablescapes and fancy cookies. I love all that kind of stuff too. <laughs> so I make sure to do you make it? Scene, you know yourself? what I mean? No, no. I, I cook for groups less than 10. Okay. So, okay. so there's no way. I think the last time we had Thanksgiving at our house, there were 50. Ooh. And so that kind of stuff, I definitely, yeah, it was, it was a big group. So I definitely yes. call the catering company, but I certainly make it like a, a festive atmosphere. Um, so, you know, I've got my balloon people. I've got my cookie people. I've got all those people on speed dial. <laughs> I love it. Okay. You're always taking care of other people, I can tell. So do you get any downtime and what do you enjoy doing? I do. I mean, I, yeah, you have to force yourself to take some downtime. And for me, especially like right now, since we have this puppy, I'm, <laughs> I really have little downtime, but I love working out. Um, and so that's kind of like my stress relief. And it's something that I don't miss. Like my workouts are on my, you know, on my Google calendar and they're planned into my day. I'm not the person that's going to be like, oh, when I'm going to get around to this, I'm going to go get on the Peloton. Like I get that done and I enjoy it. And it really helps with my stress. And um, also I'm a big proponent of girl strips and I have one planned for next month, I'm going to Scottsdale with some friends. And so nice. I make sure to take that time and get away from everything. And it's something that I really look forward to. And I highly suggest it to all wives. <laughs> You're going to laugh. I had my very first girls trip a couple of weeks ago because I turned 40. It was the best thing. No, it wasn't it great. Why it did you wonderful. wait so long? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm doing it again. <laughs> I don't know yeah, when. Every but year. At some every point. year. <laughs> so good. Okay. What would you say is the most rewarding aspect to you about being a coach's wife? I mean, I love being at these live events. The NCAA tournament right now, it's so much fun. It's it's almost it's like a dream and we're just so thankful, but it really is fun. I mean, I can't even, it's like being on the inside, you know, we're like on the mm -hmm. inside. We've got these great seats. We are part of the celebration and it's just, it's super fun. And also through basketball, we were able to travel and do things that I've never done before. So those are definitely uh, huge bonuses to being a coach's wife. Isn't it so cool to be from a reporter and then get to be the people that you actually have covered before? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes. Yes. What, it's funny. It's what, funny. What's the coolest thing about the NCAA tournament that we wouldn't know? For football wives. Um, let me, well, what, and of course it's COVID that we, so we can't do it this year, but the NCAA sends charter planes to all these schools and you are on the plane with the team, with the cheerleaders, with the band. And it's literally like a party. Wow. And I mean, it's just, it's so fun, you know, and all the kids, all the coaches on staff get to bring their families and we're all on this big plane. So it literally is just like the party plane. Wow. <laughs> you know, wow. so that whole situation is fun. Um, 
I guess I would say that's probably number one that people wouldn't really think that. Yeah, the plane just comes and picks the whole the whole crew up. That's incredible. I did not know that. I love it. Yeah, it's, I love it's it. fun. Okay, to date, all time favorite coach's wife memory, and maybe you'll have an uh, even better memory to top this in a few days. But what's so far? Yeah. Well, I mean, now it's it's tied. We we went to the Sweet 16, I think it was three years ago, with the University of Nevada. And um, I thought that was, it was such a high that I thought that it would, I, I didn't know if we would ever do that again, you know, and I was mm-hmm. almost okay with that. I'm like, that was so incredible. If that was our once in a lifetime, that was awesome. And then we just did it again. And so we're back in the Sweet 16. So I kind of feel like, I'm still, I'm still living that, you know, we'll, we'll let you know after this next weekend. Okay. Part <laughs> I'll, two coming I'll, up. Uh, my best memory. Yeah, exactly. Part two, maybe we'll make it to the elite eight. Um, but the NCAA tournament, you know, it's a one and done format. So when you win games, it's just, it's amazing. And it's just bigger than life. And my husband who's coached in like every basketball league that there is in internationally says, winning games in the NCAA tournament is the most fun he's ever had in sports. And I, I kind of agree. Wow. Very cool. Rapid fire questions. You ready? I'm ready. What's the last book you have read? A purpose driven life. A pur- yeah. Purpose driven life. That's it. Oh, that's a good one. Coach surprises you walks in the door with concert tickets. What would be printed on that ticket? Oh, that's easy. Beyonce. Yes. <laughs> for him, for him and not even for me. He would pick Beyonce. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> what's your most impressive skill? Well, I'm going to finish that for you being interviewed, but go ahead. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say, I'm a great, I'm a people person. I can get up and talk in front of anyone, any crowd size. And I realize everyone doesn't do that. It's, it's impressive. If you could have dinner with someone other than a family member, current or from history, who would that be? Um, How about Oprah? I love her. That would be fascinating. You get a night alone. What show would you binge watch? Um, oh my goodness. Anything on Netflix. Gosh, I don't even know. We just finished. What do we like that we just finished? A show called Your Honor, which is a Showtime show. That was so good. I could maybe even watch it again. Nice. What's your go-to meal to cook? Right now I do. I call them sheet pans. I don't know if they actually have a more specific name, but it's basically like a protein and then all sorts of different vegetables on a big sheet pan and I bake it. But, you know, I put all the vegetables separately because people in my house are so picky (laughs) that, you know, everyone has their own things that they like and they don't like. So nothing's touching but it's like a do-it-yourself assembly when it comes out of the oven, and it's healthy. <laughs> Nothing's touching. I don't love that. Nothing's touching. <laughs> what sport can you be coaching? Oh, my gosh. I don't even know. I don't know if it's any sport because he's such a good athlete that it makes me mad. And we actually raced on like one of our first dates because I didn't think that he could beat me, and he actually did. So. I don't know if I've ever beat him at any sport and I'm just going to keep trying until I find one. <laughs> What's one thing non-tech you can't live without? Coffee. Mm. Agreed. Agreed. If you had a superpower, what would that be? 
Um, it would be a tracking device on my children <laughs> so that I would have some of the worry. Like I wouldn't have any worry because I would always know where they are. What would be your walk-up song? <laughs> oh, I thought about this one, and I think it would be I'm a Boss by Rick Ross, because <laughs> I kind of am. <laughs> I couldn't love you more. Thank you so much for <laughs> way You're too welcome. Much. <laughs> no, thank you so much for having me. That was awesome. This podcast is brought to you by Brewer of Hope. Brewer of Hope is a nonprofit that supports medically fragile children. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible donation, you can use Venmo at Brewer-Hope or online at BrewerofHope.org. For a replay of this episode or previous episodes, visit CoachesWifeLife.org and follow us on social media at Coach's Wife Life.